This week, I don't have a prepared document about my queer therapy session. I just didn't write it out yet, and I think all of the vulnerability that's happening on this pod is a little bit causing a hangover, (laughs) which is to be expected. But I'm going to go a little bit more freeform this time and just kind of talk about the session and then also just talk some about what my queer therapy is this week and currently. And then also I have a question for y'all about a certain segment that I want to do or a type of podcast that I think will be a little bit more fun and maybe catty and kind of spilling some more tea. So um, you'll have to let me know. I don't know how to contact me on this, but maybe just let me know via Instagram. I'm going to do a poll. Um, and yeah, so welcome to Queer Therapy. This is a little bit of a different format, but I hope you like it. Usually when I'm recording these, I kind of do a bit of a planned and prepared way of crafting the podcast, which you might notice because there's a lot of like cuts and pauses and maybe it sounds a little weird sometimes. But this time I just kind of want to do free form and not focus on the editing, which is kind of hard because sometimes I'll say something and then realize like I didn't want to have said that (laughs) or I didn't really say it in the right way. Um... And so it does make for a more concise and like often shorter podcast, which I know a lot of people like and I like. Um, But anyway, I'm feeling lazy this week. And so this is what I'm going to, this is the capacity that I have (laughs) to put out another podcast on the schedule, Um, which is very real because I don't know, it's kind of hard to keep up with life and making money and capitalism and then also a podcast. So it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a stress reliever, not adder. So anyway, this is what we get. (laughs) Um, But this session on queer therapy, my queer therapy (laughs) is um, watching Heartstopper, which I don't even really want to talk about this podcast, but I just wanted to note that that's kind of been the therapy that I'm doing right now. I never really got into it because it felt a little weird to like watch these teens have a romance you know like I don't know just watching the first episode like a year ago I was like I feel like I'm just 30 and I don't want to watch this like teenager show (laughs) Um, but going back and watching it I'm like actually the whole thing is kind of like a representation of like what I didn't have growing up which is cute and fun like I don't know it's like they kind of have like a normal high school romance and you know going through like the ups and downs obviously of like being queer but they kind of do everything right which is interesting I'm like when I was in that age I was just like not doing anything right like I was being so scared and not confident and like never putting myself out there and just scared because I thought I was going to hell at like every fucking turn so um it's refreshing to watch that and it's very cute and Anyway, go watch that show. Um, I know everyone is really talking about that. But here's another plug for it. Just go watch it. I really like it. And yeah, it's kind of cute. But what I really wanted to talk about this queer therapy session was what I talked about in my therapy session, in my actual queer therapy session, which was why I am hating straights right now so intensely like, why I'm actually exhibiting some, like, heterophobia, um, 
And so again, I don't have anything written down from that session. I'm just going to go from memory, like right now on the spot. But basically I just brought up the fact that like I've been genuinely having like trauma responses when I'm around straight people, specifically in my home. Um, and I'm like doing things that I used to do when I was a kid. Like I'll just go lock myself away in my room if they're over or like, I don't know. I just kind of like will have like pleasant conversation with them, but nothing too deep. And that's like very intentional because I just genuinely am like not feeling safe at all around straight people. (laughs) And it's like honestly a different story when I'm out like in public because it's almost like a territorial thing like I feel very specific about like my sacred safe space that I've created for myself like in my home like in my queer safe home because I kind of feel like just especially in Reading, but also just like in the earth there's really like no safe space for me and I know that's also kind of a buzzword but I guess it shouldn't be by now it's like safe spaces exist for everyone you know we all kind of have our areas and um environments that we feel are actually genuinely safe for us and for most straight people especially white straight people that's like everywhere on earth i would say (laughs) um and then for the rest of us it's kind of like nowhere on earth and so at least in my experience, like even in big cities when I've been to New York or to LA or, or anywhere, there's like, I'm actually called like more slurs in those places than I am in my small town. But there's like only a few streets or like specific coffee shops or restaurants or like, you know, like spaces that are actually safe. Um, and then otherwise you're kind of on guard most of the time. And so, especially in Reading, I'm like, and especially I think, uh, if you listen to my last podcast, realizing that like my environment in Reading is genuinely unsafe for me. Um, I'm just at like an, a heightened level of alert at, mo- at all times, like most of the time, which is like really stressful. So I think, um, when I'm attaching that to, straight people because that is where my trauma comes from um it just feels difficult to bring that into my home into my kind of safe uh environment that I've you know spent all of my money all of my time all of my effort to literally build from the ground up (laughs) um and so I brought that up to my therapist and just kind of talked about like I wonder if this is bad, like, why am I feeling this way? Like it is affecting my life because I do have some straight friends and I have like my sister who has straight friends and is dating a straight man. (laughs) Um, and it's kind of like, it's just jarring to me to like, to kind of have that in my life when I've been so specific about who I let around me. Um, and I don't like that. Like I, I, you know, feel like I, there are probably some straight people that I know listening to this and like, I don't want to feel awkward or bad around you. Um, and I don't for the most part, but I think there is just a level of like, I need my 
safe, extremely safe space that is my home. And it's kind of hard for me to share that sometimes. Again, if you're a, if you're a straight person that like I let into my home, then that's a very different story because I kind of consider you like an ally, which is in the letters of LGBTQ+. <laughs> um, and like the very fact that I am choosing to spend my free time around you should tell you that I feel extremely safe. And so you're excluded from this, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's interesting that these kind of like direct trauma and like body responses are happening with me, um, specifically in my home when I have straight people over. Um, and also just in the world, like I'm just finding myself like having some like shaking or like doing some things that the church used to call manifesting for me. Um, and so I brought that up to my therapist and we kind of had a discussion about it. And of course this therapist is a psychotherapist. And so he kind of connected it to what happened in my childhood and maybe, you know, considered like, was my environment unsafe growing up? And yes, it was. I grew up around a lot of chaos and that, you know, is actually unrelated to being queer. Um, but just the adopted children that came into my life when I was like seven was a very traumatizing experience until I left the house, I would say, and after. Um, and so most of the time I kind of just avoided, like I would say I, like I had a lock on my room and on my door and I would often just kind of retreat into that space and do homework or I don't know, I just lived my life alone a lot of the time because I I think I was just curating a space that now feels like my house currently, like Amelia. Um, but I'm good at kind of creating those safe spaces because that's what I needed to exist, you know, like even beyond being queer, which I just added another, a whole nother level to the safety that I needed. Um, <clears throat> but just the idea of creating a safe space is something that's like so important and and pivotal to me existing on earth i think um and so dr matthews brought up the fact that you know growing up i never had kind of an adult or any sort of caregiver that cared about that um of course they you know they did care about it and i know that they would say that they cared about it but their actions, I would say, proved otherwise because there was not a safe space for me growing up. I mean, it's kind of a core need of humans to have that safety of home. Um, it's like, you know, if you talk about like the hierarchy of needs to have a safe home to live and come back to is like really up there. Like it's, you know, safe shelter is like right next to drinking water. <laughs> so um, it's important. And if you don't have that, like you can kind of go insane. And so, um, my therapist basically told me like, don't stop doing what you're doing, which I th like thought was an interesting response. He told me you are essentially being the parent that you never had to yourself. And sometimes that just takes time. And so I know, you know, I'm sometimes I'm coming off like intensely or whatever to towards like straight people, especially if they're in my home but it's for a reason, you know, I like, I think when I think about my life up till now, I've n literally never had a safe space to exist in. 
Um, and so it's just something that I think I need to prioritize and that I am prioritizing right now. Um, and this ties back to my opener, which was about Heartstopper, because I was talking to a friend recently about how I'm having this kind of heterophobe, like heterophobia and like just hatred towards straights, even to the point where I can barely watch any media that centers around straight people, especially like straight love, because I'm kind of just triggered like to my core that the whole earth and world and media landscape is so intensely focused on straight people, like white straight people. Um, and I like, so watching Heartstopper, I'm kind of like, there, like, there's not even any straight couples in that show really at all. And the one that there is like, it's, it's a closet case or something. And so just like watching that I'm like wow it's it's kind of amazing to like um to just watch a show and to consume media that just has literally nothing to do with straight people and it's so beautiful (laughs) and like there's a part of in that show where one of the gay guys who's like struggling to come out um starts to build community with more of the queer people in in his uh school like in his space and what some of the first people that he makes friends with is this lesbian couple and I just like can so genuinely relate to that because I have my cute little lesbian friends here I mean I've mostly like most of my life with my queer journey have been friends with lesbians first um and I just think that they provide such a safe and like wholesome space to exist especially for gay men and it's very interesting to to like kind of watch the media and watch um the world kind of put us like pit us against each other as if we're like you know not compatible for as friends and i just find it to be so incredibly untrue um i found them to be so safe and like community building in a way that is like so profoundly different from any of my straight relationships And so I just wanted to bring that up and just kind of talk about the fact that, like, consuming gay media isn't just for queer people. Like, consuming queer media is actually, like, helpful and healthy to adjust the mindset and perspective of straight people. I think just being, like, inundated with so much straight media and, like, straight, quote, culture... (laughs) Um, that is kind of just redundant and like talks about the same shit over and over again is honestly tired, worn out and corny (laughs) to quote, uh, some drag queens, but yeah, I'm like, I, I'm very like bored with it. And I think that, um, this kind of goes to like a post that I made recently on my Instagram about the fact that that uh, straight people really need to start queering their perspective like like if you're an ally i think like some of your main work is to queer your perspective which i i think could be a whole podcast in itself but um yeah part of queering your perspective is to consume queer media and there's a lot of cool perspective and like very pivotal and, and important perspective to gain and sort of a safety and like like safeness to this community that I think you could probably learn from. Um, another part of Heartstopper that I thought was interesting was 
and I'm not finished with the show, so also no, like, spoilers here, but um, there's a part where, like, a bully or, like, one of the bad guys, um, like, learns that all the queers are having a party, and, of course, like, it's not necessarily set up as, like, just the queers against the straights or anything, it's more, like, the safe people against the not safe people, but from my perspective, it kind of is the queers against the straights in this context, (laughs) Um, but they realize that there's a party happening, and so they come and knock on the door and ask, like, can we join the party, and they're like, we invited you to our party, so why can't we come to your party, and the queer people are, like, like, look at them and and say like why would we let you come to our party you've essentially oppressed us and like made fun of us and made our lives miserable for the last however many years like tell us why we should let you in and they kind of gave like a half-assed apology that kind of felt genuine and, and maybe it was genuine um but they said you know we're sorry we realized we were homophobic but now we have a new perspective so can we join you and the queers said no and for some reason I just found that so powerful and not in a way that was like yeah fuck you guys like we're gonna be vindictive and like not let you join our party even though you said sorry but kind of in a way that's like like hey thanks for the apology but this is something that we've cultivated over years of of being marginalized and abused and hated and put in danger and murdered and killed by you And it's not something that you just get to join because you said sorry. Like, there's more to the picture than that. There's more of a work that needs to be done in order to be able to join that sacred safe space. Um, I think that just, like, really represents where I'm at right now and where my life is, I think. I'm just very protective, and I'm like, no, like, just because you're nice, just because you do the bare minimum really doesn't mean that you get to join my sacred safe space like this is kind of something that has been cultivated over years and and you know intense trauma that I've endured and that my friends have endured and like yes we we can be nice and we can like we want to invite you in eventually I guess (laughs) like we want to we want to make more straight people allies of course but it's more than just like I'm sorry can I join now like there's kind of more of a work that needs to be done there. And a huge part of that is to queer your perspective. It's to queer your perspective in a way that is completely holistic and includes consuming gay media and, um, you know, rejecting patriarchy. Honestly, it's rejecting toxic straight culture. Um, so I'm going to leave you with that. And, I'm going to add one more thing, which is my idea. Um, It actually came from a friend, so it's not really my idea. It's my friend's idea, but I'm kind of expanding upon it. So um, I'm going to ask them what their thoughts are on this and like if it's okay if I use it in a podcast. (laughs) But uh, the idea is to have a segment or an entire podcast that is specifically called um, a specific podcast that is called I Have Questions. (laughs) And it's basically just going to go over like all of the weird twisted shit that I am encountering that just you know brings up some questions for me like I got I have some questions y'all um and I don't really have I'm not gonna like kick off with any examples yet I'm gonna save those for the for that podcast but I have questions and I think y'all will have some of the same questions and I think we need answers I have some theories and 
um, ideas as to the answer to these questions. But I'm also going to put a poll on my Instagram and ask you guys what your questions are because there's some things that are not adding up here, just like in the culture, especially in Reading, fucking especially in Reading. But in life in general, things are not adding up. And I just, I have some questions about it. So that's coming. Get excited for that. And I want to see if you guys respond to that and if you're into that. So look out for that on my Instagram. Um, And again, no one has told me yet what their queer therapy is, what their current queer therapy is. This applies to you even if you're straight. Remember, you're going to, you're supposed to be (laughs) queering your your thought. You're supposed to be queering your thought, which is in part... um, doing queer therapy so (laughs) um again i'm i'm joking you're not supposed to do anything i guess i don't know now i'm gonna have to cut this (laughs) okay actually in a in a practice of solidarity and um not following my perfectionistic desire and ocd needs i'm not gonna actually cut any of that out but Anyway, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you to queer your thought. And as part of that, I would love to know what is your current queer therapy. (laughs) Um, Okay. I love you all so much again for listening. It means so much to me. Um, Thanks so much. And we'll talk later. Bye.